he, he, he sat back in his chair, he folded his arms across his chest and he said, and I'll never forget it, and I hope I die before I ever get on the internet. Hey, welcome. Thanks for joining us. I'm Chris Hoyna. I'm here with... Chris Sales. Yep. And his father, yep. John Sales. He's a guy. He sure he is. He does some stuff. He's the man. He's pretty important from what I understand. I, I'm I an old guitar player from I, New Jersey. So, uh, Chris Sales. Yes. Ex- explain to me why we're here. We're here to talk with John Sales about ADFZ, IDZ, and the modern, the open and modern workbench. There are still a lot of folks using green screen tools. So, Pop, John Sales, pops the man, with a Z. Pops, pops with a Z that. for this exactly. podcast. Um, why is it that, why do you think that happens? Why is it that you think developers say that they're faster using ISPF? There's a bunch of reasons, Chris. Um, bunch of reasons. Um, first of all, uh, there's this famous, uh, I like what I know versus I know what I like. And I, I have a really good friend from high school. Let's call him Bob, who cl- who claims yes, but Chris knows Bob. Who claims he's a real person? He's oh, this is a real story. <laughs> you said Bob like it was a fake name. I know I did that on purpose. It's a it's a it's a fake name. Okay, it is not. No, it's not. <laughs> he's actually a doctor, Bob. So this guy is not like a dropout of eighth grade. And and uh, when we talk, he says that he won't listen to any rock music that was written after 1970. Mm. What? what? <laughs> so you know, he's, I, now I can. Well, anyway, so of course it's his right to do that, but um, then I ask him, well, how much have you listened to after 1970s? Then he says, why should I? I hate it. Mm. So do you like what you know or do you know what you like? You see what I'm saying? So yeah. so essentially the, the most important thing that, that – that, uh, the, the first of the red herrings, a red herring is this basically misdirect. You say something that's got a partial truth to it, but the underlying truth is it is, it, is entirely different. So the first of the red herrings is that, you know, I'm, I'm faster using ISPF um, and I, I don't understand how to get around this tool, et cetera, et cetera. Now, if they haven't been trained, if the, if the developers from a shop have not been trained, they're going to be way faster using ISPF because if you've ever watched an ISPF team, their fingers are scurrying around on a keyboard like spiders. Yeah, they're they're moving, and and uh, and uh, there's a ton of activity, and, and you could easily um, mis misunderstand. That's not the word I want, but um, you could easily misconstrue misconstrue that activity nice. <laughs> that that activity can equals productivity. Mm-mm. You know, so their their fingers are moving. They're doing a lot of typing. But do you remember the time, Chris, when we did that little side by side comparison, and and it was for a, a basic um, data flow uh, pattern where somebody has to change a variable in a program, and the programs and the variables are related to other variables, and variables go here, there, and everywhere, and that's a common thing to do. Not daily, but something you do at least a couple times a month, depending on what tasks you're given. And and, and Chris started off using IDC, and he he, he pulled up the the, the uh, data flow diagram, and he was done with about three clicks. <laughs> And I'm sitting there typing and typing and typing and typing. And finally, I got to the point where I said, well, I know three of these things. And Chris was done. So you can't misconstrue, uh, thank you, uh, activity with productivity. That, that's, that, that's the big thing. So, you know, when, when people say they're faster using ISPF, are they faster on the keyboard? Or are they faster actually with function point delivery? Mm-hmm. You know, and and and, uh, and all of that. So wait, let me just stop you real quick. You, you said the data flow diagram. So that's something that's that's, that's something that's available in IDZ, or that's a feature of IDZ, right? Correct. So I'm, I'm assuming 
just that's this you, uh, IDC that, is the it, only product old guitar <clears throat> players from New Jersey know. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly thanks to <laughs> John guy. Sales, yeah. the old guitar player from New Jersey. So, so that's what I'm saying. But, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it, it must be some sort of uh, like uh, I'm used to like process flow maps. It must be some sort of visualization There's where that it too. shows all these connections of the things that you're doing, which is not available or or even a feature in ISPF, right? No, not so, even so close. We don't have anything. Like that. No. So do you have to do you have to sit there like when you're doing these things? You read it, the code. You read code for hours to days. But but you must have to manually document you, things by no. hand, right? I mean, like like you, on a you, pen you, and paper. To, to you, remember no, you, you, give, you give up on <clears throat> manually documenting as soon as you can. You develop an amazing labyrinth of, of, of internal memory, you know, maps. But yeah. also you might use sticky pads and paper clips. But it's you basically like, I, it's basically you're incrementally changing things. Yeah. You know, like if I move from A to B mm -hmm. and nothing broke, then mm -hmm. I'm clear to go from B to C, B to C mm -hmm. and so forth and so the, on. Right? The analogy that we use for things like this, why would we use a payphone when we can have an iPhone, which is basically a, a small computer in our sure. pocket. Why would we do that? Do you remember the time I went to Egypt? Yes, I do. Well, here's this, this is true. Again, another true story. So I go to Egypt. I, I, I needed a, a I can't call it a burner phone. Sounds like I'm some kind of spy. But I, I, needed, a, I needed an inter international phone because back in the days I didn't have a regular phone. So I go to Egypt uh, on some gig. And it was – I'd never been there before. It was really chaotic. But I get to the hotel and I want to call home, and I look at my phone and I tried. We tested the phone out at home in 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 Wake Forest. We yeah. tested the phone; it worked fine. I get to 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 Egypt, and of course it's an international time zone or something like that, and I can't get the plus up. Now you remember the story. I can't get the plus up. Yeah. I can't figure out how to get plus. So I, I knew I had to plus zero one or whatever it is. So I knew what it was, but oh, I couldn't do it. Oh, you're trying to dial. Yeah. And oh, I could. Okay, I literally okay, couldn't okay, do okay. it. Okay. So I picked up the house phone, a.k.a. pay phone, and I called home and spent like $25 to find out. So I, 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 I say, hey, Mary Ellen, get Chris on the phone. So he goes, yes, dad. So I said, hey, Chris, um, how do I get the, the plus up on, a, on, a, on one of these phones? He says, I don't know. <laughs> and I go, well, what, what would you do? He said, well, hold down the zero. So I held on the zero, up popped the plus. And I said, well, how did you know how to do that? He says, I don't know. And yeah. it's true. So, so, so in other words, kids who, kids, you know, to me, everybody under, under 60 is a yeah. kid, but kids who come out of college with Eclipse skills, yeah. graphical tooling skills, are like Chris. If they don't know how to do something, they figure it out intuitively, like Chris did with a phone. People who are like me are just stumped. Point is that you can't really... Give somebody new technology without the training. Exactly. That's, that's the point. That's, you yeah. know, so, you know, so, no, you know, there was nothing in the manual that said, when you're in Egypt, do this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, right, right. So it was a call to home. And you know why this was? So this is really interesting, Chris H., because there are generations of assumed knowledge who, you know, so, so they, they assumed a set of knowledge, mm. uh, you know, a, a collection of knowledge that I didn't have. Because I didn't come out of the Windows right. framework. So you look at the Eclipse documentation, and it doesn't say enough. Mm. Now you, you take a green screen guy who's been in a company for 55 years, right. shows up to work in a walker in an oxygen tank, and, and, and you say, well, you know, how are we going to teach Fred or Melissa or whoever how, how to, to, to do this new stuff? And, and first of all, you know, you've got to train them very, very well and carefully and understand you know, their perspective, mm -hmm. pun intended. But uh, the other mm -hmm. thing you have to understand is that these folks who are who are um, the 55 plus crowd, they own the semantics of your application base. 
So this needs to be really clear because a lot of people coming out of of college, directly out of college, are people that that went through school during the time of this Windows visual thing, Visual Basic and Power Builder and all those tools that came out in the 80s and 90s and Eclipse. And, and so they, they have been told by their professors since day one, the mainframe's dead or it's rotten and bad and you get rid of it as soon as you can. And everybody who works on it and COBOL is like to be like the devil, you know, and you <laughs> get some garlic out and hang it in front of your door and all that. So 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 they then they get in these positions of power and they realize that 90% of their back office is COBOL. Yeah. So here's the problem. So what do you do then? Um, first of all, the first thing you do is you appreciate exactly who's got the semantics because you think, you know, think, oh, I'm going to snap my fingers and I'm going to rewrite it in Java. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, okay. It literally never happens. I mean, yes, you could find a couple of, of, of examples. You know, if you looked at 100, you'd find two or three actual successes. Otherwise, you're going to find lots of expenditure and no results. So tons and tons of money spent but no actual benefits. So, and that's because, the, you know, the, the applications themselves are, are not self-documenting and the, um, and, and, the co- and the code base is understood by Melissa and Fred with the Walker and Oxygen tank. Yeah. And you'd better appreciate and respect what they have, you know, because otherwise, you know, your company is going zip nowhere yeah. fast. So that's number one, you know, you, 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 so, I mean, I, I remember... Uh, Working at a shop in, in in East Hartford, this is going to go a little sideways, but proves the point. Where we were talking about this, and um, a guy asked me if, if I knew what autocoder co- coder was. I said, "No, what's autocoder?" Says it's a language that came out 35 years ago, and it was still running in production. So code that they had written, and this would have been 1968 or nine, uh-huh. in autocoder was still running in production. The return on investment for that application was probably, you know. In magnitudes of order, right. high. It was incredible, sure. and that's what a company cares about. So, so it would have been nice to rewrite Autocoder into whatever's the latest and greatest Python, JavaScript, Ruby, bleh, Perl, whatever. Sure, but you know, then you've got this huge expense. You've got all the testing. You've got all all of the, all of the risk of, of missing stuff. You've got all of the deployment, and then all of the maintenance. And, and and all of that is rarely factored in. All you think about is, well, we can't find people who know autocoder anymore, sure. so we're just going to get rid of it. And can maybe or maybe not. So that's the point. Uh, so these people are are very valuable, and you've got to work with them, and 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 you've got to train them because, like the the, the phone analogy, you know, I'd have been said there in the hotel phone racking up the bills if Chris hadn't told me to hold down the right. zero and I held it, and there was the plus. I went, holy crap. Right, and, and and the point is that these guys who have all of the knowledge in their head, they have to be the ones that that then convert it, and and you have to win them over because no one's going to go. They're the leaders, you mm-hmm. know, and and you have to make sure that they're using it, and and right. especially these analytical tools that we just talked about. How hard is it to to do a, a a data flow or a process flow? It takes a long time unless you go like this, click, right. <laughs> and all of a sudden right. you've got it, right. you know. And, and these guys who who've been doing it the long way for forty five years have got to be have got to buy in. Yeah. And, and right now, you know, if they look at this and go, I hope I die before I ever get on the internet, <laughs> uh, then, then they will be much faster using ISPF because of what they call confirmation bias. Like mm. my friend Bob, who says, I, I don't like any music after 1970. Why? Because I haven't listened to any. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, so, so you've got to get them trained and, and they've got to be able to be given the time to, to adopt. And, and that's another serious thing that often training is like a check checkbox and some kind of... Uh, Spreadsheets. So the management mm-hmm. says, okay, we brought in training, check. Now, when you bring in training, and first of all, how is the training? Is it any good? 
course it is. No, 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 no. Of course <laughs> it is not good. So number one, they said, yes, we got a training plan. Go hit YouTube. No, not going to work, especially with the folks who are, uh, you know, who are 55 plus. Uh, and secondly, secondly, uh, and this is the most important thing, once people finish training, even if it's the best training in the world, they've got to be um, encouraged or actually sometimes forced to, to utilize the product because because they're, they're not going to want to. Right. You know, by nature, they're going to want to push back and say, but I'm faster using ISPF, yeah. this red herring, you know. And, you know, and so their managers are, are, you know, unless the managers follow up and say, you must. And, and, and um, another true story, I, I was um, working at IBM at the time that they switched from XP to Windows 7, which is about the smallest possible leap known to man. <laughs> it's, you know, it's about a half of an inch. Uh, but I had been using XP for 15 years. Yeah. And I understood the whole operating system. I said, you're going to switch out my operating system? No way. So I started looking around, and this is truthful. I, I went to uh, Craigslist and started looking up to find used computers. So I was going to buy an extra he computer. Did. That's absolutely true. I, wow. I, went, I was going to find a, an XP computer yeah. that I could buy and work with. Yeah. And I was going to have my IBM Win 7 computer only for email. Because IBM eventually said, you know, if you don't use Win 7, you can't even get the email. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll show you. Wow. I'll buy an XP computer. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. my wife said, John, just stop. Just learn the thing. It can't be that hard. We don't want to put this money out, do we? So. No. <laughs> so I, I, I ended up learning XP. I mean, learning Win 7. I didn't buy the computer. I would never leave it. It took, I took about two weeks uh, of actual use. And I said, why would I ever have, what, what was I thinking? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, why would I ever wanted to go back to, to XP when this is so much better? Now, take that and, and, and multiply that by green screen versus Eclipse. Right. Okay. So now you, you, get, you get the problem. But the answer is that it's still the same. If someone doesn't mandate its use, and give developers time to uh, assimilate mm -hmm. the skills. They will be faster using ISPF. Sure, yeah. So, right. so everybody has to be, uh, you know, on board because the developer, you know, with the lowest totem pole person, is going to have to actually put out the code, and and that means they're going to have to be given the time and the encouragement to go do it, you know, with I IDZ. And there is a learning curve. Mm. Uh, going from, you know, XP to Win7. No, there's not there, but okay. There's a learning curve going from green screen to, to Eclipse. Yeah, that is a massive paradigm shift for sure. Yeah, they have to be given training and yeah. they have, it has to be great training. And then the most important thing, which which the executives have to add to their checklist, is that the project managers have to be told it's on you to make sure that these people assimilate IDZ and sure. switch to it, because they're not going to. Yeah, they're gonna get. They're gonna end up going to Craigslist and buying a computer with <laughs> ISPF on it. Right. Yeah. right. That's that's what's gonna happen. So you know, so, so the you know there has to be, you know, the the DNA has to be there. So so I, I so I see I see like two big challenges is is you've got your your veteran ISPF users who maybe are apprehensive or unwilling to adopt the Eclipse-based uh, GUI. But then you have your newer developers that are coming in. That's all they know is Eclipse-based GUIs. Okay, so maybe when, so sort of backing up the tape, young people. So there isn't really um, uh, an issue with young people adopting IDZ because like, was that famous phrase? You'll have to pry from my cold dead hands. You remember that phrase? Well, you'll have to pry IDZ from their cold dead hands yeah. to make them learn ISPF. But one of the other issues about this whole move the entire force to IDZ is that young people come in and they are Jedi masters, and the old people are not even 
what was the phrase in the uh, in Padawans? Padawans. They're not yeah. even Padawans. Not even Padawans. They're pre-Padawans. Okay. So so yeah. So so. Now you've got the situation where the old people, with their skills, were the Jedi the masters. masters. You see, and yeah. they don't want some twenty-three-year-old going. Oh no, no, no! Just do this. The master has you become see? the student, sort right. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's something else. And and um, and most, yeah, no and most one likes t- to be obsolesced. So you're saying that if if said said principles of companies decide to let the old cats stay with their XP Windows XP mm-hmm. and not bother to, as my wife did. Just learn it, right? You know, then um, Chris's mom. So just yeah. learn it. Then, then, then you're there. Those folks will also not gain the benefits, which are staggering, by the way. There's there's all these really decent, um, close to underwriter laboratories um, studies showing that the the productivity gains is on average around twenty to thirty percent, and in 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 the which world, which is huge. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember, and I won't say. There was a big paradigm shift from IMS to DB2, and, and uh, that was incredibly expensive back in the 80s. A lot of shops went there. A couple of years later, someone asked, said portray, pur- purveyor of, of DB2, IBM, mm-hmm. how much pr- productivity gain are you going to get from this? And, and, and IBM said 5%, which was not as much as people yeah, no, thought they were going to get. Right. You know? That's true. And, and now we're talking 20 to 30%. Hmm. But actually 5% was worth the change. Sure. And now we're talking we're talking a giant number. 20 to 30% may not sound like something you'd see an infomercial on, you know, for OxyClean or something, but it's just amazing. So so anyway, if you don't, you know, the, you know, you have to make sure that they understand that even with all those things, the, the, the older cats are going to be more, you know, much more productive than they than they ever were, as long as they are encouraged and, and as long as they're given the training, given the time to assimilate it, yes. you know, and you know, and 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 respected the whole way, you know, sure. t- you don't put them down for being old or or skill or their skills being old, because in fact, that's what keeps your stupid company going. Yeah, you know the the worst possible thing that could happen. I w- I would think the thing that would keep every CEO up nights would be the the the, the latest entry level trainer trainee comes onto the floor and is given responsibility to to uh, do production support for a job that goes down, causing in the middle of the night and and the and the kid can't fix it, causing uh, real time online systems not to go up and you lose money in the seven figures per hour. That's 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 the thing. Yeah. That's what these companies are facing. They mm-hmm. might think, oh, it's all about Java versus COBOL. No, it's about making sure that business begins at at, at seven a.m. when the real time accounting day starts mm-hmm. for the you know for the next twenty four hours. And if your if your if your code isn't well maintained by people who know what they're doing, those are the older cats. You know, sure. that, then you are you know uh, up a proverbial creek. And yeah. that's not good. No, so, not. so, 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 making so, so. All I'm saying is that is that you know these are things that I guess they don't teach, you know, a lot of these new these new uh, grads of of uh, Wharton and and places like mm-hmm. that in the business schools. They really they uh, to really understand what the real world is like, which is that, you know, still seventy percent of the transactions of the world are are I I am IBM based, you know, Kix based, IMS based, just sure. the same way they were in 1980. Yeah. Why is that? Because it's very very it's first of all, it's very efficient. Second of all, the, the expense to actually um, transform this or or 
migrated, let's not even call it transforming, migrating it into new technologies is going to be at least eight figures for even a medium-sized application. Mm. Application, and, and not no, a right. portfolio, right. and at yeah. single application. So, you, you're talking about migration, not just software, but hardware also. Everything, right? yeah. So it's going to cost at least eight figures. And, and so if it's not beneficial, then exactly. why? And, and, you're, and what are you going to get out of it? You're going to get yeah. the same application. You're not going to get something brand new that's going to create top-line revenues. You're just going to get the thing off of one platform. So who's got eight figures to spend on that? So all of a mm -hmm. sudden they go, hmm, no, okay. There's practically no point. <laughs> yeah. In some, in, in a lot of cases. Obviously. And and, and then to boot, IBM, you know, is is not sitting around. I mean, they keep making uh, the the mainframe faster and and cheaper and bigger and, and more and, secure and and, and, and and better responsive. And you know, uh, we've let, we've gone pretty far afield. Yeah. Well, I we actually, really but I but I've been taking some notes, so I'm, I'm about to bring Do us back thing. on track. Do the thing that he so does. I am. I'm I'm an old I'm an old school veteran mm -hmm. um, ISPF developer, and I'm just now being See introduced. A few gray hairs. And I, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just, neither of them look a day look over twenty five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a I'm a uh, old school ISPF uh, thirty two seventy slash TSO. I'm not even sure if I'm saying that correctly, it's, but that's but we'll, we'll grizzled. We'll, just we'll say with it. yeah. Yeah, mm. um, I'm just now being introduced to Seasoned. I, I, IDZ season. Yeah, I'm just now being introduced to IDZ. Yeah. Which we should say it's integrated developer environment for Z, right? Uh, IBM actually now I I've been corrected. Uh, IBM developer. It's IBM developer for ZOS now. Z small Z slash OS large caps. So that's really? that's what it is now. Yes. Huh. Just yeah. Why but, I leave my courseware as RDZ. <laughs> yeah, it, I know, right? It, oh, so it was we'll formerly RDZ. It was for it was formerly WDZ. For, formerly. No, no, no. It says uh, uh, IDZ. So. What's the history? It, it, no, go go, go two, all the way back. In two thousand four, WSAD was introduced to the world. What it, was that? WSAD. Websphere Application Developer. Okay. Okay. That begat WSED, which and is, I don't know what the E stands for. Maybe Enterprise Websphere Enterprise Developer, which begat. Oh, Explorer maybe. No, Enterprise. No, enterprise okay. probably. Which, which begat um, RDZ. Yeah. Rational which, Developer. Which begat IDZ. <laughs> IDZ. Which begat ADFC. Yeah. Right. Okay. And even in and that's, then, and that's just the Old Testament. <laughs> and even in then, like there, yeah, there's a whole other part to it where okay. it was IBM. It started out IBM developer for Z systems. No, I'm wrong. It started out IBM when when we made the switch. What was it? 2016, I, I think I, it was I, somewhere I around then. After RDZ, right? And most of our but, most of our customers did, but that's okay because it's developer for Z. That's what I say. But either way, when it became IBM, first it was IBM for System Z. Okay. Then in one of the fixed packs, they changed it to Z systems. systems. Yes. Is that because there's a different environment no, for no, Linux? No, it's because we love changing an acronym around. That's no, why. but but let me. I actually, I actually ask another question. Now, if I have IDZ, <laughs> yes, and I have a uh, Linux on Z mainframe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Will those two things yeah. work yeah. with each other? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yes. All right. The functionality doesn't change. I, I think so, sometimes you wonder if in the world executives don't, aren't given enough things to do. Okay. So they have to come up with things to fill their day. <laughs> so somebody sat around, well, I'm going to, okay, we're going to rename this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so then they hold a meeting. Yeah. What should we call this? You know, two or three meetings later, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now, now, so Chris brought up a very good question or point, Linux on Z. And it's not so much the question as yeah. the principle behind the question. Linux is like Unix or something. No, I'm go I'm going even I'm going even higher level than than okay. any than 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 I at least the not ceiling in this Unix. room, and it's a tall ceiling. But 
developers only know like their little the slice. Bigger. This is another another yes. contribution to the discussion about why people may think they're faster or or the like like what you know or know what you like um, discussion comment there uh, talking point mm -hmm. is that people I I've you know I've been teaching for a quarter of the time that that John Sales has mm -hmm. and I've heard some things in my time you know where mm -hmm. questions that are you know that seem like they'd be plain to answer, mm -hmm. you know, like will, will IDZ run on, you know, a Linux on Z situation. Yeah. And that's because these folks who have been doing 3270 development, mm -hmm. ISPF, TSO, mm -hmm. that's their life. That's the little slice that they know. And they don't know anything outside of that. But that I mean, 3270 TSO, that's MVS or ZOS, right? I mean, that's, 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 yeah, they, 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 yeah. They equate no, 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 that. A, no, well, it, un, un, there's a there are Unix patch threes with ISPF. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just just as ugly as other stuff. <laughs> but you see, but it's I, much easier in IDZ. Oh yeah. So yet another it's, it's reason. Dragon, for, it's drag and drop with IDZ. Yeah. It's drag and drop, and you know you, you yeah. got all the modern editors. Is you know with ISPF there there's a little there's a little Unix cutout or exit or something like that. So mm. there's panels for getting to Unix. It just it's leaps and bounds easier. It's than. easier, and and that's sort of what I'm talking about. Like we'll we'll have a question in class like. Um, you know, someone will say, <clears throat> I actually, I had someone in class the other day say, um, oh, you can't copy paste across LPARs in IDZ. Like just make a statement. Really? They had never they used that. IDZ before. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they just said, oh, you can't do that. You can only do that in ISPF. And, they, can, and they, they can only do this in ISPF with FTP. Right. And that's the thing is I had to be like, well, actually, no, check this out. And yeah, and it was and it was a light bulb that went on for that person. Or being able to, as an example, drag and drop for stick sticking with the copy example, drag and drop across, you know, from local to mainframe or mainframe to mainframme. Yeah. Or so, local so, to local. So that uh, that LPAR thing that you just mentioned, mm -hmm. just just like let's just backtrack. So say so say that say that part again. So if I want to what was it with LPAR? So if you wanted to it's we're talking about the copy, the copy functionality, yeah. which is something that when you look at the graphical tool world, we take for granted, right? right. Like we, it's it's super easy drag for us. Drag things into folders. Right, just drag things into but, folders. But I have to use to, I have to use the file transfer protocol. Yeah, you have to go which, into you have to do FTPing, which and probably XTC takes and all forever. That. No, it's not, actually not, it's, it's fast, but you got to write the whole thing from scratch. You got to write the yeah, whole thing from scratch, okay. and you have to execute it as opposed to being able to. Here's my yeah. mouse is in my right hand viewers, <laughs> and I'm going drag, click. Yeah, hold the button. We hold it. Don't yeah. let it go. And then release the so, button as you drag it over to something else. So that's the stuff right there. I mean, if you talk, if if, if, if a veteran a veteran developer doesn't even know that that exists, so that's unless why they the, get trained. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to go back to the the the, the piece that you said that uh, there was something that you said about uh, uh, twenty to thirty percent improvements in productivity um, in the um, moving from ISPF to a, a, not just Eclipse based, but a, just a GUI, right? Well, in, in no, general. going or, or, specifically, we were so one of the things this benchmark tried to do is to be really. Um, honest and yeah. precise, you know. Yeah. So we did. We didn't. Uh, we didn't generalize. It was. Okay. It was ISPF version six versus IDC version seven point six. How 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 old is that now? Ten years. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very. So, assume it's gotten better. Yes. It, oh. So it's like a okay. uh, so today. If today we got a Tesla, that was like a, a you know a Yugo. Right. Well, because okay. yeah. it might the gap will probably widen, right? Because ISPF no. hasn't changed that much. ISPF right? changes in in millimeters, and we change in, in feet. Okay. All right. Yeah. So okay. anyway, so yeah, so 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 I I did some very specific things. I wrote out all of the steps. Yeah. Um. And and uh, the funny thing is that uh, this whole presentation, why am I fa you know I am faster in ISPF. Yeah. 
I just about bought into that <laughs> you know, because I heard it so often. So I said, you know what? I said to my boss, you know what? Uh, I don't have a real big project over this Christmas holiday. Why don't I do this? And my boss uh, said, sure, go ahead, John. And I said, okay. So I, I, I said, well, I, you know, how do you measure productivity? Yeah. Well, that's not easy because you've got all those biases, learning bias, you know, skills bias, all this stuff. So I figured, okay, you have to write things out. In other words, if you tell people, if you tell people, I want you to make these changes, Someone who's made those changes last week will go, right. and someone who's never made the changes will go, uh, doesn't matter what tool they use. Oh, so that's mm -hmm. your control. Exactly. That's, that's how you control this yeah, experiment so, so I said, as you write I want, yeah, So I yeah. said, okay. now the steps to do a certain change are XYZ on ISPF mm -hmm. and, and ABC on IDZ. Mm -hmm. Go do these things. So I, had, I wrote a series of steps, a very discrete series of steps, about 27 pages of a spreadsheet because we measured seven... Uh, large grain, large grain criteria: navigation, build, SQL, uh, analysis, yeah. and coding. And there's two others. So I got like 30 people to mm -hmm. take. You know, I liked, I've liked to have had 300, but I didn't. I got 30, but I got 30, and and I gave them the the uh, the actual protocol for doing the um, the survey or benchmark, and and I gave them all the code. So they all had the same code base to start with. Mm -hmm. They all had the same environment. Um, some had any, some had a couple of years of, of, of mainframe experience. Some had 30. So I had a, a, a wide, a wide, um, a wide bell-shaped curve of skills or experiences. And, and, uh, and I said, you're, you're going to do one of these seven things at a time, start the, start the watch and do the seven things and stop it and just tell me how long it took. Mm -hmm. now, now return to the other product and do that. So I had half the group start with ISPF and half the group start with IDZ because there will be a learning curve there sure. internally. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end, and then just before I hit send, I said, get your resume ready. <laughs> because I really was sure that ISPF was going to be as fast after hearing all this stuff yeah. for so long. I just was, I just, I, you know, in your stomach, you go, oh, just before you hit send. <laughs> and, and then I hit send and I said, well, I got to do it. And, you know, heck, I'm old enough anyway. What are they going to do? Fire me? <laughs> so, so I did. And, and then the results came back. And, and the, the thing called the standard deviation yeah. was super low. Meaning that that across the board, the variability was very yes, it was very tight. Uh, among, all the all your times were very tight. Exactly yeah. among all mm -hmm. among all the factors and, and uh, some of the things some of these seven um, seven um, large grain um, use cases mm -hmm. were were bit showed bigger gains on IDC. Others showed smaller gains. Um, some showed huge gains with uh, the new to the mainframe people. Some showed you know smaller gains with new to the mainframe mm -hmm. people. It was really interesting, uh, but the but the actual Across the board, everything. If I factored in all the newbies and the old folks, uh, it was forty percent productivity gains. But nobody right. would believe that. I don't. I didn't even publish it because I knew no one would believe it. It would. It would. It would strain credulity. There you go. Mm. Uh, so I just took. I just took a subset of these thirty people, and I and I took the people who had fifteen years or more of mainframe experience, and I produced those benchmarks. Yeah. And those were closer to what shops will get. Yeah. Which was uh, about an overall twenty nine percent. And then uh, several shops saw this and said, "Hey, give me, the, give me, give me what you've done." Yeah. So, um, City and I can say. Oh, that. so they could test it internally. Yeah. So that's very cool. So, so City, uh, because they uh, they are a reference and because they they already presented this at that one of those conferences, took it and did the same thing with their own code. Mm -hmm. Got twenty percent productivity okay. benefits. Yeah. So that's consistent. Yeah. Yeah. We'll assume that when we'll assume that when um, developers are, are fully up to speed with with Eclipse. Uh, or with IDZ, they have already surpassed that learning curve. Mm -hmm. So we, I mean, we can assume that that curve is curve linear, or mm -hmm. I guess it is. Well, it's negative 
it's a negative curve, right? So it'll there'll be a, a significant drop off, and then it'll you know you'll come back up into the it depends. So, so significant is not a word I'd use, but if if they don't get trained, there's a totally significant drop off, right? And if they get trained, uh, but we, oh, so here's what, what you, does that look like? What does that time yeah? So here's what you like? can say. So depending, it, as long as the developers have been trained by yeah. a quality shop and given the time by management, sure. To assimilate the stuff, and that, those are not two givens. You got to understand. You know, when, when I said early on that just very few shops do it the right way, yeah. that wasn't a joke. It's probably like ten percent of them. But uh, as long as they have both those things, which you would assume, I mean, if what thinking person wouldn't assume that for a paradigm shift, they need training and time to assimilate. But that it happens. So if they got those two things, you can figure the the, the people who had ISP who had Eclipse before will be at that mastery level within a week or two. Wow. Yeah, within a week or two, because they because the big learning curve is is a, is, is Eclipse. It's yeah. it's not the tooling. The tooling is not hard. Well, what the uh, so the other way though. So, yeah. So, so so for the older cats, it's, yeah. it's about a month to six weeks, but it's not a significant drop off. If they've got have have if they've had the the training and assimilated it, they'll be almost at the level of ISPF within a week. Yeah. So the As, training that we do here, how what's that? How long is that? Nine hours. So, so it's a. Uh, well, one, nine, nine hours plus whatever time the students decide to spend on labs, which, yeah, I, I know I'm getting they, some. Are I'm getting labs, 20, are 20 they hours. Are they, yes, they're self-paced. They're yeah. self-paced. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll say all in all. 20 hours. 20 hours is what's available to the student. Yeah. But that will get you pretty far. Yeah, it'll get you pretty far. So there's one thing I got to end with. The um, red herrings, they're not all red herrings. Um, IDZ is a, is a tool that was developed by IBM for its purchasers, and um, every single every single mainframe shop is different from every other mainframe shop in kind of like it uses the like eighty percent of the same products in twenty percent the same way. Mm -hmm. So every shop you go into, it's like a brand new country. You know, really, the language is different. The culture and traditions are very different. The steps and workflow are very different. The verbiage they use is very different. It's hugely different. So all of those differences over decades get embedded in ISPF custom tools mm -hmm. so that these things show up on their panels that are used XYZ shop, but never ABC shop. They don't even know it exists, et cetera. But the XYZ shop says, if we didn't have this, we would go bankrupt. Mm -hmm. So it's so... Um, uh, luckily, IDZ offer and and I do, we don't know about it. IBM doesn't know about it. You know, we're we're dealing with with the two thousand mainframe shops that are left in the world or something. Is you know we we're, we're dealing with millions of users. Mm -hmm. We can't do so. We so IDZ has this incredible integration tooling that allows shops to take uh, any any custom product or or dialogue or functionality and drop it down into Eclipse. Huh? Yeah, it's called Menu Manager and it's also called Hat. Well, there's they're two separate packages. One's easy and quick called Menu Manager, uh, where you actually just can take the context menus that you see with right mouse and extend them and make them your own custom features. You know, do this build. Do this um, this kind of sign-off. Do this audit. Yeah. So you can just put them wherever you want and have them pop up whenever you want. It's really cool. Uh, and the other is Hats RCP, where you screen scrape uh, parses of an application. So if, if what the developer is doing on the host is complicated, mm -hmm. and they really need to see a set of four or five dialogues, one after the next, you wouldn't, you, you, couldn't, do, you couldn't easily take that and, and distill it down to just a menu or two. So you can, we can actually capture those 3270 uh, uh, sessions, screen scrape them, and make them available in... Um, Eclipse okay. as Eclipse uh, views. Yeah. So you know, so, so those are not red herrings. 
you know, we don't know about those. If people have to get to them, that's why you keep bringing up the 3270. That's why it's there. Gotcha. You know, so that's, that's but, pretty cool. But we don't need to use 3270 because we can take all of the 3270 stuff and and make it eclipsmatized yeah. using hats and RCP. That's critical to know that because that is not a red herring. If people say, well, look, I, I have to do these six things before I can leave for the week. True, you do. How do I do this with IDC? Well, you can't. Ha ha. Uh -huh. <laughs> so so now we say okay, but now you say we can. We just have to, you know, the the shop has to has to um, and analyze and and uh, find out what those tools are. Often yeah. they're not known, and then it's a very small step to to make them part of their workbench. That's fascinating. I mean, you you can literally do everything. In yeah, it. you can. You literally no, you literally can. Mm -hmm. um, and that's an argument that we hear very often yeah. in classes or even, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, even even at conferences when we're doing breakout sessions or those briefings. You what hear, about X, Y, Z? Yeah, you hear, yeah. oh, there's you hear someone turn and be like, oh, they, there's, I'm turning away from the mic. There's no one that can, you can't yeah. do that in IDZ. No, that's, you can. Yeah, you can. Trust us. Yeah, you can. Huh. You, you, there, no, yeah. Because we do screen scraping and we take screen scraping and we make it Eclipse views. Yeah. That's, if we didn't cool. do that, we would. They'd be right. We'd do like maybe twenty five percent of what's out there. But given that and the ability to to, to fire those uh, those eclipse views off from a menu, yeah, hundred percent. That's cool. I think we're I think we're wrapping up. We're uh, at the man. We've been here forever. It seems like. Thanks for, for listening. Having... <laughs> yep. We hope to see one of our classes. Yeah. Before I retire. Yeah, we'll 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 Next include. Week. <laughs> yeah, we'll include some links and things like that, so that way you guys can get the training that you need. 